Good evening, good evening. Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. This is Jackie Wade, and I am so happy to have you on this evening. Tonight's we're going. Tonight's lesson is learning to pray and discovering God's will. Learning to pray and discovering God's will. We're going to go in to the Word of God and talk about our topic tonight: learning to pray and discovering God's will. Thank you for joining me. So first, I want to open up with a word of prayer. and We'll close with a word of prayer. Uh, again, thanks for joining the Remnant Podcast. And this is Jackie Wade. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this evening, giving your name praise, giving you glory and giving you honor for there is none like you. Father, we love you. We adore you. We worship you and we honor you. We thank you for another day that you have allowed us to be used by you tonight god we ask that you would open up the enlightenment of our eyes our ears our mind our hearts and our soul that we will receive what you will bring through me your vessel this evening that it would edify your people father that they would be able to have a clear understanding what it is and how to communicate with you effectively through prayer and so, God, we give you the honor and the glory for what you're doing, what you're about to do, and what you've already done. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. So, again, I want to thank you for joining tonight's topic is learning to pray and discovering God's will. The first thing I want to mention is prayer is an honest conversation with God. Nothing more, nothing less. Prayer is an honest conversation with God. And when we speak, when we talk to God, We need to understand he already knows our heart. We need to just be honest with him. Uh, We just need to be, uh, you know, free and open with him and communicate the same. Uh, Sometimes when we hear of God, we think of, you know, there's uh, someone that's going to, you know, hurt us or or, um, do wrong to us. Now, God is a God of love and compassion. Um, he is also a God of chastisement. He said those whom he love, he chastised. However, he is our Abba Father. He, We can go to him. We can talk to him and let him know every issue that we are uh, standing uh, in need of, that we uh, may need his guidance on, of course, the Holy Spirit to uh, infiltrate our lives and help us. So, there is nothing that uh, he does not already know. Now, prayer is also our spiritual lifeline. Prayer is our spiritual lifeline. And Jesus is our mediator and high priest. Through Jesus, we have direct access to God. Through Jesus, we have direct access to God. First Timothy 2 and 5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus. And that's in First Timothy 2 and 5. Prayer is also an expression of our needs. And God invites us to ask even though he already knows what we may stand in need of. Luke 11 and 9 says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And so we need to know that we have direct access to God. When we're praying, we have direct access to God when we're praying in the name of Jesus. Now you ask, why do we pray? What do I, what do I pray about? Um, everything. 
When we pray, we need to let God know everything, everything that concerns us, everything that um concerns us, make us should it will concern him. For Philippians four and six six says, Be careful for nothing. Don't be worried about anything, basically. But in everything, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, don't forget to thank him. Let your requests be made known unto God. So when we go into prayer, the Bible says right here that we are to bring everything, every prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, though. So we need to be mindful to thank him, even in the rough and the bad, the good, the lovely, all of that. Still have a spirit and a mind and a heart of thanksgiving. Thanks. Being thankful is a, a lot. I like to look at it as a key that unlocks a door. So we can go to God and we can go in complaining and murmuring. But if we are thankful, God, I thank you for this problem. God, I thank you that in spite of my health, I thank you that in spite of, see, we, we, that, that gets his attention. There's a Thanksgiving that we need to have available. Also, um, we will need to be earnest and sincere, like I said, stated early, because as God knows, and he sees our heart before he hears our words, right? He sees our hearts before he hears our words. So you ask, why pray? Well, prayer is a form of worship. Prayer is a form of worship. And as a child of God, it is our privilege to go directly to God with our requests, with our needs. And with our thanksgiving, right? So we're going to go to him with our, with our prayers, our requests, our needs, and with our thanksgiving. John 4, 24 says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we need to be honest to God. We need to be free about those things that we're taking to him, those things that we're laying at his feet because Guess what? He already knows. He's he already knows before we even open our mouth. Why pray? Because it develops a habit of close fellowship with God. This is the time in the hour, people of God, where we it's time out for the facade. There's an intimacy that God is calling his people to. There's a, a privacy, a fellowship that he's calling us to and so when we pray it builds up this habit it develops this habit it helps us to understand that we are dependent on him we're not independent of him and so a lot of times in the world we you know we're working our jobs and we're paying our bills and we become independent right they like to say i'm independent but we don't need to be independent from god we need to be dependent upon him and so prayer develops a habit of close fellowship with god it preserves us from evil it preserves us from evil matthew 6 13 said and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil okay so it preserves us from evil and then why do we pray we pray because it brings forgiveness it brings forgiveness. When we pray, a lot of times God shows us ourself. Worship is about, you know, telling God how lovely and wonderful he is. Father, you're wonderful. You're mighty. You're marvelous. You're sovereign. 
But then we get to an area in our prayer where he now starts to show us us. And we can ask for forgiveness. First John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And then prayer, it secures us. It strengthens us. And it gives us personal guidance. How can we hear? How can we know unless we first go into him? We need to, we need to really understand that prayer helps us it secures us it strengthens us and it gives us personal guidance amen so again learning how to pray is important we learning what to pray why to pray but now let me talk about the different kinds of prayer there's a different, there's several different types of prayer. There's a sinner's prayer, right? This is the prayer when God is wanting and, and will always hear and answer the prayer of the repentance from the heart of the sinner, right? And so there's a prayer that we can pray and God is always, always hearing and listening for that prayer. First Timothy 2 and 4 says, who will give, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth? Acts 2.21, part of it says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. So there's a sinner's prayer that we can pray. There's a sinner's prayer that we can pray. Then there's the prayer for help that when we're in trouble. See, we have prayers, all types of prayers that we can pray. There's a prayer for help in the time of trouble. Psalms 22.11 says, be not far from me for trouble is near. For there is none to help. There is none to help. Amen. There is none to help. So we need to be mindful that we can call on our father. We can call on uh, our father for help. Matthew 14, 30 says, but when he who was Peter saw the wind blow boisterous and that he was sinking in the waves, he was afraid and began to sink. But then he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Amen. Even Peter cried out. Peter cried out for a time of trouble. So let's be mindful that there is a time that we can cry out to him when we are in trouble and he hears us. He hears us. Then there's the prayer of Thanksgiving. Ephesians 5 and 20 says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 5:18 says in everything. Earlier I was saying that in everything give thanks, everything. Amen. And then we have the intercessory prayer on behalf of others. Uh, Christ showed us this when he prayed for his disciples in John 17. And I, and I encourage you when you have time, read the chapter John 17 in its entirety and you'll hear and you'll see how Christ prayed for his disciples. And then Adam prayed for the righteous in Sodom, the wicked city in Genesis 18, 20 through 32. And Moses prayed for the children, children of Israel in Deuteronomy 9, 18. The disciples or the early church prayed for Peter while he was yet in prison in Acts 12 and 5. So read over those. That's John 17, the entire chapter. Genesis 18, 20 through 32, 
when Abraham prayed for the righteous and then Moses prayed for the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 9:18 and the disciples or the early church prayed for Peter while he was in prison that's in Acts 12:5 then you have long prayers, okay? So now these long prayers, this is the strengthened prayer, where it is, it is uh, strengthened prayer is better than length. Matthew 6, 7 warns, but when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Long prayers really are unnecessary, for your father knoweth what things you need of before you ask. In Matthew 6 and 8, that's what the word says. And so when we go before God, we need to be mindful that we don't need to use vain repetitions. Just go and pray. Just go that the Father may hear you, may hear your request, your supplications. Amen. And then we have public prayers. This is when people are asked to pray in public. But we must remember that um, if we're going to pray to God in front of people, we need to be leading others to his throne of grace. Just be mindful. It's not about us, but it's about him. And that we still need to be sincere in front of others that they may know. You have other prayers such as the insincere or selfish prayers. Some prayers are not heard because of the sin in people's lives. Psalm 66, 18 said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Some prayers are unanswered. Because I've asked amiss. James 4 and 3 says, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may be cons that you that ye may consume it upon your lust. So we need to be careful when we go to God in prayer. Make sure we're not going about the house and the car and 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 this type of shoe and this type of pocketbook. We we don't need to ask amiss. Then we have those private prayers. Hallelujah. Private prayers, Matthew 6 and 6 says, but thou, meaning but you, when you pray, enter into the closet. And when you have shut the door, pray to the father, which is in secret. And the father, which seeth in secret, shall reward openly. Amen. So there's a reward that comes out of praying secret, privately and secretly to him. There's a reward that he gives you when you desperately earn and yearn for him. Earn, yearn for him in that quiet place when you seek him early, when you seek him late, when you seek him any time of the day in private. And then we have the unspoken prayers. First Samuel one thirteen says Hannah prayed for a son. She spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. See, God knows the thoughts and the intents of our heart. So because we can still pray in quiet unspoken prayers he still knows and there may be times when you may find yourself and you can't pray out loud and you need to be praying in your heart praying in your mind he still hears he knows we serve an awesome guy y'all he's awesome and how often should you pray that's the question right how often should you pray well if you love someone do you ask how often should i talk with them Right. If you love someone, you're around them, you're talking to them, you're spending time with them. And so the same goes for our Lord and Savior. God wants to hear from us. If we say we love him, how often are we communing with him? How intimately are we spending time with him? How quietly are we listening to him? 
See, not only do we pray, but he wants to download back into us. He wants to download back into us. Now, that's called meditation. But um, like I said, if you love someone, you spend time with them. Luke 18 and 1 says, men ought to always pray and not faint. Always pray and not faint. And so 1 Thessalonians 5 and 7 says, pray without ceasing. Right. So try to at least begin and end your day with prayer, I would say. Try to come on, start with prayer in the morning, get up in your day with prayer. Right. So you say, how do I begin? How do I begin this prayer? How do I go to my heavenly father? Well, you can ask them. You can address them in prayer. My heavenly father with respect and a proper title. Even as Christ set the example for me, some titles might be our father, my heavenly father. Dear Heavenly Father, Gracious Father in Heaven, our loving God, dear God, right? Whatever you would like to begin with, give him that awesome, beautiful title. And then what should our praise and what should our prayer include? Some things I have here. Prayer and adoration. Example, listen to read the Psalms. You can pray with praise and adoration. You can pray with thanksgiving, an outpouring of gratitude to God because of his grace, his mercy, and his love, loving kindness. We can pray unto him. Read Psalms 103. And then communion. We want to have a communion with God. Example would be Luke 6, 12, and 1 John 1 and 3. Then you want to confess, do any confession of sins or wrongs. Any confessions of your sins and your wrongs. That's Psalms 51. And then your petitions. You can pray your petitions. That's a plea for personal help. And an example of that would be Matthew 6, 4 through verse 15. Matthew 6, chapter 4, 4th through 15. Or you can tra- you can look at Philippians 4 and 6. And then we can add intercession. Intercession is when we make a petition on behalf of others. An example would be Romans 9, 9 chapter 1 and 2, and Romans 10 and 1. And then lastly, we want to do a submission. We want to submit our will to his, anything that he wants done. See, we don't pray his will, then we really pray in a mist. We can pray for all these things that we want. But if it's not in God's will for our life, it won't happen. Unfortunately, I'm here to tell you. So when we pray, we want to use the submission. Luke 22:42. Again, what should you pray for? What should your prayer include? It should include praise and adoration, thanksgiving, communion, confession of sins or any wrongs you have done. Petitions, intercession and submission. Amen. Now, conditions upon which prayer avails. Listen, I want to go into this a little bit and then we're going to jump into how do you how do you discover God's will? The conditions upon which prayer avails must be in faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. So how your prayers will avail of much is based on your faith. You have to believe that when you pray, you have received. Amen. Look at Hebrews eleven six. Look at Matthew seventeen and twenty. Look at Mark eleven twenty three through twenty four. And then conditions which upon which prayer avails it it avails in the name of Jesus. We have to pray in the name of Jesus because He is our mediator. He makes intercession for us. 
And so um, by praying in the name of Jesus, it helps us to avail much. Also, we can avail much under direct direction and dynamics of the Holy Spirit. We must pray in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides and leads us. And you can read Jude 20 for that. And then sin must be confessed and renounced. We cannot go to God with sin and we don't ask for forgiveness and it's not renounced. So we have to make sure that we are confessing our sins and we are coming against it and renouncing it. And then we also need to ask God to give us a forgiving heart. We have to forgive others as others will forgive us as God forgives us. He forgives us. So if he forgives us, how can we not forgive others? So we have to ask, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit, God, so that your prayers can avail of much. And then your prayers should be in keeping with the will of God. And like I just mentioned, we have to stay in the will of God, people of God. We can't pray out a miss of the will of God. See, God's will is great for us and what he have is best for us. We may think what we want is best for us, but what he has for us is best. And so we have to pray that will come to pass. That Pray that will comes into fruition. And if we pray his will, it will happen. It will happen. It may not be when we want it, but it will take place. Next topic is how do I discover God's will? Ephesians 5 and 7 says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, be understanding what the will of the Lord is. God wants me to know his will and he wants you to know his will. And as we seek him and study his word, he will make it known to us. Okay, as we seek him. And we seek after his word. He will make his will known to us. Colossians 1 and 9 says that ye may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See, I have a will of my own and you have a will of your own. But now our will will often conflict with what God will want for us. So therefore, we must pray your will be done, God. We got to pray your will be done. And then we must earnestly, earnestly listen to God's answer to our prayers and seek direction from the word of God. For Proverbs 14, 12 warns us, it says, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end are the ways of death. And so we just need to be mindful, be be um, intentional that when we pray, we're praying God's will. See, God desires for me and you to seek his purpose for our lives. Romans 12 and 2 says that he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. There's a perfect will that he wants us in. There's a perfect will that he wants us to stand in. There's a perfect will that he wants to be glorified through our lives in. And it's until we turn from our will, until we turn from our way, until we turn from our thinking and we turn unto him. Hallelujah that then he will start to allow us to see that perfect will that he has designed for our lives. And let me tell you, people of God, there's nothing that can stop the will of God for your life. If you put these things into place in your life, there is a there is a a, a promise that God says that he will do for his people. He just said it, that 
you he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of of God. And let me tell you, nothing can stop God but but you. God wants to give us his perfect will. Only we get in the way of that. Our desires get in the way of that. Our fleshly lusts get in the way of that. So just be reminded that when you pray, you're praying the will of God. When you pray, you're praying the will of God. Now, ways by which we are guided into the will of God is in his word. We're guided by his word. Isaiah 48 says, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Not a little bit. It says forever and all about me may change. But God's word, it won't. All may change about you, but God's word, it ain't change. It won't change his spirit, his spirit. We are guided by to his will by his spirit. So his spirit is one of the things that we are we are guided by to know his will. Isaiah thirty twenty one, and thy ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. Glory be to God. So there his spirit is another way. And if um we are uncertain on what to do, pray, don't do anything. Make no decisions because of a time limit unless you are sure it is God leading and letting that matter rest. Pray and do nothing. Just wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Psalms 27, 14 says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen our heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. That's Psalms 27, 14. So how do you close your prayer? Right. You want to know, how do I close my prayer? Well, you close your prayer in the name of Jesus. John 14, 13 says, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. Glory be to God. We close our prayers in the name of Jesus, for God has given his son authority. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we bless you. And Ephesians 122 says, and have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the the head over all of the church. Hallelujah. He is the head over all of the church. And so when we pray. We want to make sure that we're praying and we close our prayer out in the name of Jesus and that we are understanding that Jesus has authority over all the things in the church. When we say amen, that means so be it. So you may hear people from time to time say amen. You in church or you hear it. You may, amen means so be it. It indicates our willingness to accept God's answer, whether yes or no, whether yes or no. So there's a response ability. The word response and ability. Our response to God's ability and our response to God's ability is prayer. I want to close with that. Our response to God's ability is prayer. P is for prayer. R is for releases. A is for all. Y is for your, E is for eternal, and R is for resources. Prayer releases all your eternal resources. I'm sorry, R is for resources. 
Prayer releases all your eternal resources. And so tonight I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that uh, you found substance in this uh, lesson. And I just pray that God continue to allow you and give you the spirit of prayer. Um, that prayer will become your source, that prayer will become your everything, that you will be uh, changed in prayer, that you will, you know, understand that it is our resource. It is our it is our way to, of talking with God and hearing from God and um you know, understanding that God wants the best for us. And so just be encouraged tonight. Just know that God is on your side. He wants the best for you um, and that he loves you. Amen, that he loves you. And before we go, if you have not given your heart to Christ, this is the time when you can give your heart to Christ. So I want to just walk you through the uh, sinner's prayer. And if you could repeat after me, after this prayer and you believe it, you are saved. Amen. You will be saved. Uh, and so if you can just close your eyes and repeat after me, dear God, I know that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I confess my complete helplessness to forgive my own sin or to work my way to heaven. At this moment, I trust Christ and Jesus Christ alone as the one who bore my sin when he died on the cross. I believe that he did all that will ever be necessary for me to stand in your holy presence. I thank you that he was risen from the dead as a guarantee of my own resurrection. And as best I can, I now transfer my trust to him. I am grateful that he has promised to receive me despite my many sins and failures. Father, I take you at your word. I thank you that I can face death now and that you are my savior. Thank you for the assurance that you will walk with me through the deep valley. I thank you for hearing this prayer, for I have believed in my heart, confessed with my mouth that Jesus has died and was raised again, and I am saved. And if you just prayed that prayer, you are now saved. You are now saved. And God has welcomed you in. Yes. As you admit that you are a sinner and that you need and want your forgiveness, you accept your death, his death as the penalty for your sin. You recognize that it was his grace and his mercy and it's a gift to you for you because he loved you. He cleansed you and made you his child. And by faith, you have received him into your heart as the son of God and as, and as savior and Lord of your life. You can now live and walk with him. Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man can boast. Titus 3 and 5 says, He has saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. And Romans 10 and 9 says, because if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall 
be saved. We thank him tonight. Father, we thank you for the souls, God, that has come to you, Lord. We give you praise in advance, in advance. And we praise you now. We give you honor and glory. Father, we thank you for this time that we've come to learn about you, God, and how we can come to you in prayer, the different types of prayer, and then discovering your will. Lord, we honor you and we bless you, for there is none like you. And at your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we thank you once again for this time of coming together, Lord God. Thank you for those that are saved. Now, as we leave your presence, we leave this place of togetherness, but not your sight. God, rest on us heavenly. Abide in us and through us. Speak and go with us. And we'll be so ever to give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Again, I thank everyone for joining me this evening. Thanks for joining the Remnant Podcast. And as God sees fit, the Holy Spirit lead, we will be on. Don't forget to share, like, and comment. If you have any email requests, email them to kingdompower0916 at gmail.com. That's kingdompower0916 at gmail.com. We love you. Be blessed. Have a good rest of your day.